Hello and welcome to the podcast series Economics for Sustainability in the 21st Century. I'm your host, Patrick Reed, and today we will be talking about an especially interesting topic, and a controversial one too, the Environmental Kuznets Curve, or EKC for short. We'll start our podcast with an introduction to the topic and its background before transitioning to talk about some of the shortfalls associated with the use of the Environmental Kuznets Curve. So, sit back, relax, and listen as we learn more about economics for sustainability in the 21st century. The Environmental Kuznets Curve is a theoretical relationship drawn between various indicators of environmental degradation and income per capita. If you were to visualize this in your mind, Imagine an inverted U-shaped curve stemming from the left to the right of a graph. The theory implies that increases in income per capita during economic growth will contribute to greater levels of environmental degradation until a certain threshold is reached, at which point increases in income per capita will result in reduced environmental degradation. In the first stage, where industrialization and economic development occurs, The EKC suggests that people are fixated on job security and income rather than the preservation of ecosystem services such as clean air and water, and local communities are often too poor to worry about pollution reduction and changes to regulations for environmental protection. As income rises, people begin to focus on pollution abatement, environmental regulations improve, and industries become increasingly cleaner. Although the name suggests that the EKC was conceived by the world-renowned economist Simon Kuznets, who brought forward the concept of the Kuznets Curve, which theorized that income inequality first rises and then falls as economic development endures, it was in fact researchers Grossman and Kruger who introduced the idea of EKC in the trailblazing research into the environmental impacts of the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, in 1991, and coined the name due to its similarity to the Kuznets Curve. The environmental Kuznets Curve has proven to be contentious for a number of reasons. Let's dive into a few of them. While some argue it provides a framework for developing nations to strive for future levels of ecological integrity while initially faced with an uphill battle towards economic development, many claim that it gives developing countries justification to disregard environmental considerations that are vital for their long-term resource management capacities. This is often linked to the EKC model's suggestion that economic growth is essential in order to mitigate environmental degradation in the long term, a message which has led to misinterpretation among developing nations who recognize it as a proposition to grow first, then clean up. Because the EKC relies on a model of the economy that disregards ecological integrity of a region in terms of its production possibilities, which is an integral component of economic activity, it is inherently flawed and gives rise to the fundamental issues in estimating the EKC. Another weakness associated with the EKC model is its inability to account for pollution exportation 
from developed to undeveloped countries. This triggers illegitimacies in data for environmental degradation that convey lower levels of pollution in richer countries and higher levels of pollution in poorer countries. A prime example of this would be pollution emissions from manufacturing facilities built in China to produce products for a North American company and its North American consumers. Additionally, as there are typically varying levels of pollution emissions in countries based on their economic activities, there are doubts among critics that a simple relationship could be drawn between all of those possible mixtures of pollution and income. An additional oversight of the EKC model is variance in income inequality. As this model is based on income per capita, it is flawed in the sense that it assumes a standard of living and consumption behaviors for those contributing to economic growth. Mean income is typically higher than median income due to disproportionate earnings from wealthy citizens, illustrating disparate values used in the measurement of the EKC. The EKC model also fails to consider differing political motivations among nations. There are great variances in the application of social ecological policies and regulations, regardless of income per capita, leading to disproportionate levels of environmental degradation inconsistent with income. In sum, the one-size-fits-all approach suggested by the EKC model fails to consider a multitude of factors unique to different countries across the globe. The suggestion that developing nations can grow now and clean up later is both irresponsible and unrealistic given the close ties between human beings and the ecosystem goods and services in which they rely upon. Economic growth must be achieved without sacrificing ecological integrity. That concludes our discussion on the environmental Kuznets curve from the podcast series Economics for Sustainability in the 21st Century. References from our dialogue can be found in the podcast transcript. I'm your host, Patrick Reed. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next time.